Hey everyone, and welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is guiding people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue, and joining me is my co-host, Annabel Rios. All right, we are going live in three, two, one. It feels good to be back, guys, doing the intro. Last time Cam did it, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it wasn't. Annabel's way better. I don't know why I even tried. All right, yeah, I gave him a chance, though. So, you know, guys know the drill. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, love the podcast, be the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Become the podcast. All right, so you know that. Also, why don't you also just send us a message on Instagram? Probably Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. We're more active on Instagram. Just, just saying, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, we'd love to interact. Yeah. Get to know everybody. Because nobody interacts with us. Except for that one guy who interacted with us on YouTube. What do you say? Uh, it was funny. I responded. We, well, we responded by because I think it was pretty funny. We don't get too many on YouTube because we don't. We don't. All of our things are just audio right now. We're, we're slowly getting more into the video stuff. And I think it was an episode that we said why you need to stop exercising, <laughs> but basically train. And then some, you know. You know, the scum of the internet that respond in the comment sections. A troll. A troll was like, newsflash, seven billion people don't work out or something like that. <laughs> and Annabelle's, Annabelle was like, Cam, I'm going to respond to this guy. And he's like, yeah, we're still working on the... <laughs> the one point on the million left. Because yeah. <laughs> at the time I Googled, there was like eight billion or something like that. A lot of people on the planet. Anyway, Annabelle gave a fiery response. I thought it was funny. Yeah, if you respond to us, who knows? Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. You never know. You might catch Annabelle in a mood. <laughs> Come out swinging. Annabelle, what are we talking about today, my friend? So, for the past, I don't know, I think for the past year, we've alluded to different methods of, we all want to change. That That's the end goal, right? Probably listening to this podcast, hopefully. Yeah, and mostly, probably from like a health and fitness standpoint while you're listening to this podcast and there's so many ways and people always say this is the way to do it but the problem is most of us don't stick to whatever that thing may be could be a great way it could be it could be the best way but if you don't do it it doesn't matter it may not be the best way for you so we think our proposal to you is and we mentioned it in the prior episode is creating a habit and what what's a habit? It's something that we do every single day. It just, it's like second nature. Maybe at first it starts out as a a choice, a decision that you're making. And for instance, when you when you started driving back in the day, back in the day, you you had to do all these different checkpoints. You know, you had to check your rearview mirror, check your seatbelt, check the I don't know, make the music ready. You know, you want to have the right music playing too <laughs> when you get into the car. But then after a while, you don't. Do all that. You, you do, but you don't realize it. It just becomes second nature. Another good example is you're driving to work. Have you ever just driven to work and you wake up, quote unquote, you're like, how the heck did I even get there? That's a habit. That's a routine. It's engraved into your mind. Sometimes I drive to work and I'm not even trying to go to work because work is like kind of. A- <laughs> it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that's kind of what a habit It's just something that. It eventually becomes second nature to you. And there's a different reason why that does occur. 
But one thing that we talked about last episode, it's you want to prioritize a keystone habit. There's many habits out there, and I don't want to say these are better, but they're a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. We, what are they, Cam? Well, so like in the last episode, we were talking about why diets fail, and then our solution was you need to create a habit, and we gave a few things, so we're going we're gonna to go over those today as well. But we think that mastering habits, especially these keystones that we're about to talk about, is the path to lasting change. Absolutely. Not, not just change for a little bit. Like I did the diet and we know within six months you probably stop because that's what the research says. Um, but for you to actually have lasting change and get the results that you actually want. So, but a, but a keystone habit is basically one that can cause like a chain reaction um, that it influences other things more so than just, you know, putting your socks on in the morning or whatever. Yeah. Or, I know there's, there's a lot of other habits that I don't want to, we don't, we don't want to discredit other habits, but these have a trickle down effect and they can impact by doing this. It's been shown that you, for whatever reason, start making other changes in your life because of it. And one of those was, I don't want to use the word exercise because you should be training. Let's go son. <laughs> training. And that can either be lifting weights, walking. We prefer if you start lifting weights, I think that's, a our preferred method and then the other one they they listed other ones but the other one was also food journaling so like tracking so by just simply tracking your food it's shown all the positive results that you're automatically going to start making changes so just by doing any of these two you're going to see a lot of great results but today we wanted to dive a little bit deeper i think another episode we said just pick one and then try to do it now we're going to give you a little bit more of an explanation of what a habit is Mm-hmm. Um, with something called a habit loop and then our our suggestions or our tips to make the habit stick yes yep so one of one of the things that we found and authors we'll link some of the books and some of the videos in the show notes thing two good books for it is uh the atomic habit by james clear and then there's also the the power of habit by charles duhigg and there's a thing called the habit loop so every habit goes through, quite literally, like a little loop, like a little circle, all right? Think of a circle in your mind, people. <laughs> Think of a little circle, and it happens every time. And a lot of times we're not aware of what's happening. It, it, it almost seems like it's happening to us. It's because it's just become so ingrained. There's so many studies that show how certain parts of your brain might forget certain things, but your body's still acting a certain way. Just because it's become ingrained and it's a habit, it's something that you do. And they can be good or bad. They don't just yeah, have good to be and good bad. habits. And the first one is is a cue. It's a, the thing that's triggering it, and we'll go more in depth. There's a craving, the thing that you're, that's actually really urging you to do whatever that might be. There's the response. This itself is the action, the, the habit itself. This is it. The response is what you actually do, and the reward is what you're getting or what you're, what you're getting out of that routine that you're you're. Yeah, so the habit yeah. loop uh, said again is number one, there's a cue. Number two, there's a craving. Number three, there's a response. And number four, there's a reward. And then some people debate whether the craving part should be in there or not. But we're just we're com- we're yeah. using the one that has the four components versus the one that has three. But uh, it could it could go either way. Yeah, and a lot of people argue about this stuff. We're just giving we're giving you a high level overview. We're not going to argue about one way or another. 
But, okay, so the cue is the saying that's triggering your routine. And there's a, quite a few sayings that help our bodies to know, okay, here's what's happening, and this is what you need to do. For a lot of different reasons. We can't consciously decide on every single little thing. Like tying your shoe is a routine now, or it's a habit. You don't have to sit there and think, okay, is it over on? Is it over? And over under is the bunny bunny loop? It's like you see it, it triggers your okay shoes, body. Here's what you need to do. Okay, so there's quite a few. There, there are five types of cues. Some of them are pretty self-explanatory, others may not be. So the first one is time. This is quite literally a certain type of day. Um, It could be waking up. Could could be. Oh, here's another one. A lot of times at noon. I'm hungry. Are you? Or is it just? That your body, your habit that you've created is that at 12 o'clock, I eat. Yeah. I think that was pretty straightforward, yeah, uh, right? I mean, I know a, a good example for me is time in the morning when I wake up. I just, I automatically make coffee. And that's just a habit that I have. And do you think about it? I do not. Like, I know it's a, it's such a it's such a habit. Like, I fill it with the water and then I take my two scoops of the coffee, you know, and then I, that's all that kind of stuff. It is interesting. Once you start noticing, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like... I, I do this and I don't even think about it. It can be positive or negatively. It just, it happens. So, so that one's kind of more straightforward. It's just certain times of day, your body just knows you need to do it's, something. It can cue a behavior. Yeah, it, it's cueing the behavior. Okay. The other one is a, a location. It could be like, you know, you're in the kitchen or you're, uh, I don't know, maybe in the pantry or you're somewhere specifically. I, th- I think the kitchen's a good one because how many times do you just open the fridge yeah, I think the and then just close it because you, you were just in the kitchen. So, like, I have to open the fridge. After <laughs> you open the fridge, I'm like, I'm not, I, I'm not I'm even not, hungry. I'm not even looking for something, but yeah. I just I just automatically open the fridge or open the pantry. So, you can think about that. A physical place that for whatever reason you do something, whatever that might be. And the other one is like an event, a preceding event that's happened. It just triggers a response. So I guess a good one could be your phone buzzes. And what do you, what do you, what, so the phone's buzzing is the event. And what do you do? Just, you just grab it. You just grab it. You pick it up. It's like, sounds like it's controlling you. I, I've even sometimes, I've, I could have sworn I felt my cell phone buzz in my pocket. And the first thing I did was grab and pull out my phone. And it wasn't, it didn't even, buzz, like, it didn't even, like, vibrate or anything it's just a habit I, yeah i just i thought it did and so i grabbed it and pulled it out i was like oh there's nothing or even when you hear somebody else's phone buzzings is that mine where's you, my phone you do you check i mean i check my pocket like, no that's not me so, so that's like a kind of like a habit so an event that happens that triggers you to do something else and the the other one that for me it's like wow this is like a big one we've talked about managing stress we've talked about emotions we talked about all these different things and the cue is an emotional state so you could be feeling depressed, feeling, uh, I don't know, terrible, not so great. Tired. Tired, whatever, and bored. All these different emotions are cueing a a certain habit, whatever that might be for you, whatever your response is to that emotional state. Mm. I think then, that one was pretty... Yeah, I, that, I think that one, I, I think you were saying earlier that um, the emotional state can be tied maybe more to like the bad habits... In a way, like I think so, because my the, expert opinion. Yeah, they 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 trigger something in us where our coping is typically something that maybe isn't as great for us. Whether that is going onto our cell phone and scrolling aimlessly on the internet because we were 
tired or maybe it is eating going to chick uh not chick-fil-a and I, we can't talk bad about chick-fil-a now it is going and getting the junk food or whatever and i think some of these can be interconnected too it's not oh yeah and another one you've always you you always hear this you know bad company uh you know you're the five of the people that you're around i would even put that to who you follow on social media but the other one is people other people can be a trigger a cue a saying that creates either a positive or a negative behavior. Yeah, I'm around this. So a really funny one is when me and Annabelle and my brother are around, we just, it's a cue for us to get really loud. We are so, we are obnoxiously loud. And between Annabelle's laugh and my brother's laugh, and it kind of sometimes even my laugh, it's it gets, it gets really obnoxious. Yeah, we're having a great time, but I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> But other people can uh, bring out and cue us for certain behaviors, yeah, that, good or bad. Good or bad, and take that as you will. Um, not that, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll, we're gonna talk about it more about it in a second. Oh, I, I do want to bring up. There's oh, yeah. this one study uh, from the New England Journal of Medicine that found that if your friends become obese, then your risk of obesity increases by almost sixty percent, even if your friends live hundreds of miles away. You know what? Now that you said that, I guess I, 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 it brought, it reminded me of this. So whenever you go to like a support group, like a 12 step group, one of the things that they even, even tell you is you might need to change your environment, who your friends are. Hmm. I know that sounds brutal, but they may be triggering certain behaviors that you no longer want to do. Yeah. Some people are holding you down. So, so those are the cues. So those are the cues. What's the next one, Cam? So the f- that's the first part. Then the second is the craving. So there there is some force, maybe motivational force behind it, uh, maybe the desire um, that kind of allows us to act. And that's what the craving. And then craving is pretty much just what it sounds like. Yeah, it's <laughs> some of these are a little bit more straightforward, so... But we so we didn't know if there was much research on this, but Anvil and I were having this interesting discussion about the this craving section. And I was curious to think about, like, I wonder because usually we you crave the things you might not need. They may not always be the best deal for you. So I was wondering, like, can you uh, trick your mind into craving something like healthy? You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> I don't know. The craving, like, oh man, I just, I just, I just really want some of that, you know, ginger tea versus the, or some milkshake. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We were, th- we were thinking, we were talking about it, like, possibly. I, I don't know. Well, it's hmm. what's some number? Jedi mind trick. Just over things there. to think about. Yeah. So then there's the cue. Now there's the craving. And the other one is a response, a routine, whatever it is that you actually do. Whenever, so you have your cue, whatever that might be. So you wake up, boom. You're cra- you're you're tired, so that's, you're you're craving energy. So what do you do? Your response is to make coffee. So the res- the response is whatever you actually do. That one's a little bit more more straightforward. What's the last one? The last one is the reward. So it's, it's the actual price that you're after. And we we'll have some examples to kind of walk you through. We got them from James Clear. We'll link the article below, so you can read it a little bit more further. But so so that he said that there's two parts to it that they serve. That at least the reward is. The first is one that some sort of satisfaction, and the other one is something that we are remembering uh, for the future. Remembering for the future. Sorry, got a little knot in my throat. 
like uh, I think one was tied to like ancestors and it's like, oh, I, yeah. I remember this watering hole or I remember where I found this type of food. And like, so you got the reward. So then you're, that teaches you to like remember that for the future. Oh yeah, it, it becomes ingrained. That's kind of what keeps leading you back here, whether that's a positive or a negative uh, habit as a whole. So one example that, he has a lot of examples. Well, one that was, I thought was really interesting is, all right, so you have your queue. You're at work, working your nine to five, and then you get an email from that one client. Uh, you know who it is. You, dead, know, you see that name pop up, you're like, Dead uh, gummit, Debbie. Debbie. So what, what happens? You're, so that's the queue, emails, right? The craving then is you begin to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. So you want to feel in control. All right, this is a hypothetical scenario and maybe different for you. Okay, so that's a craving. You're, you're feeling some sort of sense of control. All right, so your response is maybe you're a nail biter. So you be, you begin to bite your nails. That's that's your habit, the response that you're doing. So, okay, so what happens then is then you are seeking some sort of way to reduce your stress. And the nail biting is what's helping you do and that. And the nail biting for you specific. And it could be something else for someone. I don't know, maybe it's food. Maybe it's... Answer whatever it is. Um, and there's like a few other examples. I don't know. Do you maybe want to? Yeah, I thought I thought this was a good one because this one actually is kind of kind of more towards me. Or like when you hit a stumbling block on a project, whether, you know, at home or at work. So then you feel stuck and you, and you feel frustrated. So then you pull out your phone and start checking social media. And that satisfies your craving of feeling stuck and frustrated. So... The cue was the, the stumbling block. The craving was you feel stuck and frustrated. The response was you pull your phone out and you check mm. social media. And then you get some sort of satisfaction. It makes you feel like you did something. Ma yeah, it makes you feel like you did something that you did oh, nothing yeah. at all. That, that's a big one for me. It's like, I'm I, I'm frustrated about Ed's project. I can't, I can't do anything about it. So you start randomly doing other things. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I accomplished something. I watched a video. <laughs> I watched a video. <laughs> Um, and there was another one um, that was from the Psychology Central that I'll briefly read real quick. That I thought, I thought it was pretty good. It, it, again, it was talking about the the habit loop. Uh, so it says, if you want to stop smoking, ask yourself, do you do it because you love nicotine? Could be. Or because it provides a burst of stimulation, a structure to your day, or a way to socialize. You know, there's people who are social drinkers. Okay, and then it says, if you smoke because you need st stimulation, studies indicate that some caffeine in the afternoon can increase the odds you'll quit. More than three dozen studies of former smokers have found that identifying the cues and rewards they associate with cigarettes and then choosing a new routine that provides similar payoff, a piece of nicorette, a quick series of push-ups, hey, maybe do some push-ups, or simply taking a few minutes to stretch and relax makes it more likely they'll quit. So it leads us to my other the other thing that we want to say from the um, th from this book, The Power Habit, is the golden rule of habit change. Or do some push-ups for breakfast. You need to start doing push-ups. That's the key. <laughs> End the episode, guys. All right. So the golden rule is simple. Is keeping the same cue, all right? So whatever is triggering you. You get that email from you Debbie. You get that email from <laughs> Deborah. Call me Debbie. Debbie. And then you keep the old reward. So the reward, again, is you're seeking stress relief, okay? So you're, so you're still going to get that reward of stress relief. Exactly. So you're, you're, you got the email. You want to seek stress relief. But now you do a new routine. You go and take a five-minute walk. 
You just sent that email, go out for a little walk, five, 10 minutes, and then come back. And that's going to give you your stress relief. Or it could be something else. I don't know. I just think walking. Yeah, I mean, great. We're, I mean, we're just we're throwing out hypotheticals here. You just yeah. need to find a better uh, response than the one that you're currently having. And this could be for whatever it is. What it, well, yeah, whatever it is. You want to substitute. And now some people may debate and say you need to switch everything. But this is just like a golden rule. It's like if you switch the response and keep everything else the same, it should work. It should stick. should be easier because you're, be you're not just eliminating it. Well, I guess I got to quit my job so I don't get any emails from Debbie. Yeah. So That's going to provide a whole list of... Read the other thing, Cam. Oh, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, this so is... This worth is a, reading. Yeah. This is again from James Clear. Uh, he said, eliminate the cue and your habit will never start. Reduce the craving and you won't experience enough motivation to act. Make the behavior difficult and you won't be able to do it. And if the reward fails to satisfy your desire then you'll have no reason to do it again in the future. Without the first three steps, a behavior will not occur. With all four, a behavior will not be repeated. No, without all four, a behavior will not be repeated. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really good. Just It simplified it. It just simplified the cue, the craving, the response, the reward. And now that you kind of see that, you, having some self-reflection on whatever you're struggling with or, or wanting to change run it through this yeah and I, th- I think that's a, a good example while we were pursuing the route of habit forming versus just telling you what to do because i think there's still a lot of people out there who tell you only eat this only exercise this way only do that but it may not be working for you yeah so let's just say you're wanting to create a habit so you're you're not trying to modify an old habit or stop bad habit this is what James Clear using those that that four response. So the Q. If you're trying to make a new habit, think about how can I make it mm. obvious. Maybe you do need to leave the the protein bar on the kitchen table before you leave. I don't yeah. know. Whatever that may be, make it obvious. Yeah. Let, let, let's say you want to start drinking a protein. You want you want to let me back up. You want to hit your protein intake. Boom. There you go. So like Cam said, your Q. All right. It could be a location in your home. All right. I, I'm going to put this next to my bed stand. <laughs> a giant tub of protein. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I think that's so funny. That would be pretty I, funny. I just picture like a giant tub of protein next to my bed stand. <laughs> Legions, the number one protein in the world. Use code HEROES. <laughs> yeah. All right. So maybe that's... <laughs> that's H-E-R-O-E-S for 20% off. You have your giant tub of protein next to your bed. That's your cue. All right, so then your response, obviously, is going to be... How can I make it attractive? Oh, craving, sorry. <laughs> sorry, craving. How can you make it attractive? It's a nice big tub. It looks beautiful, gorgeous. Busty. <laughs> <laughs> so your response, you want to make it easy. You don't want any friction in the way. So it's easy. It's right there. You can even make it the night before. So all you have to do is add, well, add milk. It tastes water with milk. I was going to say add water, but I don't recommend water. So you add your milk, <laughs> and the reward is you're going to hit your protein intake. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I got the giggle, too. <laughs> when you said the milk thing. I just I lost it. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's bring, it, right. bring it around here. Okay. <clears throat> so whenever you're making a behavior change, that you're trying to add something new, which most of us are, okay? 
So one, make it obvious. Two, make it attractive. Three, make it easy. Four, make it satisfying. Make the reward satisfying, okay? Oh my gosh, I got the giggles. All right, so here are some other that tips. Br- that brought a tear to my eye, man. Dang, that that funny? Gosh, wow. I'll I think I think I, I think I was just picturing you with this big old, <laughs> I didn't big old thing giant. of protein on your bedside table, <laughs> <laughs> keeping milk out overnight. <laughs> you can figure a better example, guys. We're working on the fly. We shoot we shoot straight from the hip. Yeah, that wasn't scripted. We we just think about having my brother here, and then then oh then things gosh. go off. Things would go off the wire. <clears throat> you know, this show each episode would end up being like an hour and a half long. Most of it would just be us three laughing. It, we'd have to, yeah, we'd have to have a we would cut a, lot a moderator out. or something. <laughs> All right, mediator. So, did I say mo- mediator? Did I say moderator? I don't know what. What you are said. we debating? <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so Some other tips, Cam. We have. Some, I guess you can almost call these like what we're calling them, like micro habits or, or, or things that basically tips to help you form that habit. Yeah, because I think even when you look at a lot of the other, other things online is it's not. So we explain to you how it works, but there's more that goes on. I think there's a lot of things in life is, you know, it's not a black and white. It's a lot of gray, a lot of it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get lost in the sauce. So we do have some mindset rules um go back and check out some of our first episodes but some of them being like know thyself know know what you respond to well know what you don't respond to well think about these things like we said earlier see if you can't find the the loop of a certain habit right now or being able to make a loop for a habit then that's just that's just knowing yourself yeah that that they're all important but that one's key and it's one of the, I think you need to know yourself if you want this to to stick. Yeah, another one is like extreme ownership or just ownership in yeah. general. Don't blame. It's just taking accountability and responsibility. Yeah, just don't blame others. If anybody, blame yourself. Gratitude, just being having that that heart of being thankful. Um, I think at least for me that helps me stay motivated um, and not get so down on myself and just and see like. Oh, this was, yeah, I can be very grateful for this. I can be very grateful for that. Um, another thing is like just rigorous honesty, being honest. Yeah, I, th- I think that's something that you see in a lot of uh, 12 steps and support groups is that you have to be honest with yourself about everything. If not, it's going to be really hard to evaluate the situation to it's progress. Be, it's, yeah, it's also going to be hard to grow. And grow. Because you're just putting a blinder on. Uh, another one was just having that growth mindset. If you're listening to the podcast now, you, I'm assuming have this mindset that you do want to grow. You want Mm -hmm. to learn more. You want to be able to recapture and reclaim your health and become more, uh, reliant and independent. And then having that mindset of helping your future self, knowing what I do today will affect tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. Yeah. And some quick rules. Cause we have a lot of things we don't want to yeah yeah we got a lot so of you know so check out the rules start so start today raise the present best on step prevent a downward spiral um three-year rule be patient we'll have we'll have a whole episode on and just check it out guys yeah so 
Oh, one something that we never I think have we talked about it? Our the our our outro that we always say. We have never talked about it. We just say it every time. Okay. So I think it's pretty powerful. Cam thinks he's so we always say remember you're human. Humans mean that you can say enough, that you're able to stop, that you you may have flaws, you have limitations, you you know, but you also have a lot more growth opportunity you were to be kind so being human is it's a great thing and i think sometimes with that is where we're seeking perfection and because of that it, it leads to the all or nothing mentality it leads to optimizing for all the wrong things you prioritize the wrong things you ask the wrong questions but if you, you ask, seek daily yeah. improvement if you ask the wrong questions you're going to get the wrong answer exactly but we should be seeking this daily improvement. So not worrying if you consistently do something 100% of the way, but just trying to get better every single day. That should be the aim. Yeah, not all or nothing. 1% improvement every day. Yep. And we've talked about it in this episode. Another thing that we think is needed is the belief that you can change. A lot of people don't believe that they can. Then we leaned it in the prior episode. It's just the power of yet. So instead of saying, oh, I don't know how to do this. I've never done that. Just say yet. It almost, I think you say what? adds like that dot, that dot. Yeah, dot, dot, dot. It's like to be continued. It will happen at some point, but not just yet. All right, what's the other one, Cam? So um, motivation is a tool. If we become over-reliant on motivation, I think that is not a place we want to be because that's that's tying more into like our emotional state than yeah. it is like actually making a habit. And then we commit or try, <laughs> we end up committing to these big grandiose sayings. Like I'm going to work out twice a day, do this change in my diet and then do changes in my flip. And then, and then guess what? You do that for a week and then you don't come back for two years. Yeah. So just so, yeah. yeah, using motivation as a tool, but don't be coming over over overly reliant on it. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's like trying to commit something you can do when you're not motivated, something that we, we find I think mind pump tests pretty frequently. Yeah. And then related to that is don't go cold turkey. Yeah. Um you have the change you are making be non evasive. So slow like Annabelle says, slowly adding these things in. Yeah, like what like, what a bro you say like, like, for instance, you love getting coffee, okay? Maybe switch your coffee type for something that has less calories. That could be something that's not too invasive for you. Maybe something else, something that you know, that, okay, it's a small enough change that will compound over time. Right. This next one, Annabelle. I really like this one. Yeah, we're going to go down a tangent on this one, but what's, what's the right. next one? <clears throat> We've talked about it before, about enjoying the journey. And not being so focused on the destination. So it's quite simple. Outcomes are distractions. It's easier to explain in a sports metaphor. And that you need, instead of everybody wants to win the championship game at the beginning of the year. Right? Get in line. Everybody does. Okay, what's so special about that? Everybody has all these lofty goals. I want to be rich. I want to lose weight. I want to win this. Okay. So does everyone else. Instead, what you want to do is what. You want to reverse engineer that. What does it take to get to this place? Again, don't focus on the destination. I, I even you want to focus on the on the process. 
So a quote from, well, I think we have a lot of Tennessee listeners, so hopefully you don't get too mad. It's from Nick Saban. He's a football coach from Alabama. <laughs> Never heard of her. All right. So he says, outcomes are distractions. Focus on the process on which you have to do to get the outcome in most is the most important thing you need to do. So essentially is, yes, we're going to get to the weight loss, but what are the steps that I need to take? And let me back up a little further. Maybe you're in a place where you need to take even smaller steps. And it's all of this is tied together. Instead of trying to change your diet, trying to change your your sleeping, trying to change all these different things, it may be too much of a change for you. So this Annabelle and I have this weird thing where if I'm researching something, he's researching something, but we're doing it like we didn't tell each other or I'll watch a video or I'll watch a movie and not tell him, but he will have watched the same thing, whether it was that same week or the next month. We had both watched this really great interview with Tom Brady. Whether you love him or hate him, they this guy named Pat- I used to not... I didn't dislike him, but I didn't really care for him. Yeah, he he sat down for like an hour and 45 minutes with this business guy named Patrick Bet David, and they have this long form interview, and it was it was really good. We should probably link it in the show notes. It's that good. But one of the things that he was saying is because the the interviewer kept saying like, "Come on, you you had to have known you were wanting that fourth ring, fifth ring, sixth ring, seventh ring that you won," and Brady kept saying. No, like I, I just took it one year at a time. Like I wasn't so focused on the outcomes. I was focusing, how can I be the best version of myself today? Mm. How can I be the best version of myself to help my teammates be the best versions of themselves? And using that as a catalyst, that's what actually helps you get the goals. But he was every, it was just one season at a time, one season at a time. And then Another thing he was saying in the interview, which was was really good, because he's kind of known for this, I don't know the exact name of this diet and exercise routine that he follows. Pli- so, it's like, a pli- not plyometrics, pli- pliability. Pliability, yeah, that's so what it is. I, we haven't really looked into that, so we're not recommending. We're not we're, sponsoring we're that not, we're not, this diet. Yeah, but. we're not saying go do this. But in his uh, mind's eye, that's what really helped him with his success. But he was saying, like, it just like it started with me just becoming more flexible. And then after I, you know, started getting more like my muscles more pliable and flexible, then I started adding in more, you know, like stability and band training. And then from there I'm like, well, what kind of foods are causing inflammation in my body? So then I cut those out. And then from there it's like, well, you know, I want my if I'm doing all these other things that I've slowly added in. I want my muscles to be, you know, like prime rib and not beef jerky. So I need to hydrate. So then I started drinking more water and it was just this slow process of him Mm -hmm. adding all these things in. Cause when you look at like his routine, everything he does, it's like, I can't do all that. I can't do all that. How did someone even get there? And he's saying like, it took a couple seasons for me to get to this point. Like he did decades. Yeah. But he got to that point eventually, but I really liked how he was saying like, it was a process for him to start adding in all these things oh he even back to high school for instance like maybe he was slow with his release you know you look at these pro athletes like they have these routines where they do all these different things pre-game or sorry pre-season instance but they build that a lot of that from like their childhood all the way up until they get to the pros yeah and i think going back to even just like creating those keystone habits i think that's what brady did like he created this keystone habit of 
Well, I want my body to feel good. So like, I'm going to, I'm starting to work on my nutrition. I'm starting to cut these things out and add these things in and start drinking water. And that was affecting other things. I was affecting how he played that affected how he was throwing and like, Mm -hmm. and his longevity, it was affecting his longevity, how long he could play in the NFL. So I just thought it was a great interview and it actually ties into a lot of the things we're talking about on making these long lasting changes. Yeah. And, and not because, because what I'm about to get say here soon is you should only focus on one thing at a time and be singularly focused. And you're going to say like, Oh, but I want to, I think even when we're talking with Grant Brogy, he was like, Oh, but I want to lose weight, weight, Grant. Like, no, only focus on one thing. And it's, you have to focus on the process, the process, the process, and then you slowly stack. You did this for a while and it's becoming more easy for you. You have, you know, you have your whole habit loop working in your favor. And like now we can slowly stack and stack and stack and stack and stack. And then you look back and like, oh my gosh, I've completely changed my life. But it started with one thing and not trying to do it all at once. Yes. I do. Yeah. I, I think the singular focus is great because you can make that thing a habit and then you add the next thing in, mm-hmm. and you make that a habit, and then you add the next thing, and then before you know it, you've added so many different positive habits in your life. And this takes time. I know we're saying it kind of quick, but this can be years. Yeah. For people. All right. What's the next one? That was a good interview, by the way. Yeah, we might need to link it in the show notes. You may need to. It's but not yeah. about wins or losses. It's about the process. 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 All right. Anyways, you want to make a. Oh, oh, did I not? Mm. Okay, cool. You want to make a micro change. And one of the things I want to start with that is it's a very, very small change. You might think, I can do a lot more than that. And you you probably can or you probably cannot. So it's a moment to step back and put your ego to the side. It doesn't matter what you did when you were in high school, when you were X years old. It doesn't matter what you think you can do. You need to have a reality check with yourself and do something that is tiny doable for you i like it which leads us to the oh well i guess here's an example so for instance let's say well, actually animal and i were just are you talking we were talking about, about that oh, i forgot about this. we were the, talking about this the book reading the book reading yeah yeah yeah. yeah. here's an example from uh, james clear so instead so it's kind of like a mindset shift too so you everybody wants to say oh i want to read more i want to read a lot more but you don't know where to start and then you maybe you say i want to do four books per month or this and then you're like oh my god and then you don't end up doing it some people can there's always the exception to the rule guys we're not talking to those yeah instead maybe you can say so this is for james clear it may be different for you again maybe different he says okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna read 20 pages a day that's gonna take me him speaking about 30 minutes a day and he does it in the morning so that again that's his cue so he is focusing on doing 20 pages a day instead of focusing on reading the book, reading the whole book or reading whatever that might be. Instead, he's, he's focusing on the process. If I read 20 pages every single day, it's going to get me to my results. It's just funny. Annabelle pulled this one on me. I was like, Annabelle, I think we need to start kind of like maybe like a book club with some people or something like that. And just because I want to read more. And Emma goes, okay, how many, how, what do you, how much do you want to read? I'm like, I probably want at least a book a month. So probably like 12. And Annabelle goes, okay. What about 20 pages a day or like whatever that means to be to finish the book in a month? I was like, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> what's on? What's off? All right. So, I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. And for me, it was, it was almost kind of groundbreaking. It's like, oh, my gosh, I've looked at the whole thing completely wrong. Instead of 
because everybody wants to win the state championship, but why don't you just focus on these tiny, kind of like, you know, micro change, atomic high, whatever you want to call it. Something so small that you might even scoff at it. You might be like, uh, are you sure? That's, you want me to only walk 10 minutes a day after I eat? I mean, I, I, I don't know. But it's these tiny little changes that make a big impact in your life. So w- something was that is you want to find that sweet spot. It's called, the, uh, James Clear calls it the Goldilocks rule. You know, not too, not too hot, not too cold, just right. So you want to, you want it to be challenging enough to where you're not bored, to where you're not like, yeah, this is too easy. But I'd rather people start on the lower end and then quickly progress it. Did they have Goldilocks in Mexico? I'm sure the book exists, Cam. Okay, I'm just wondering. It has to, right? Yeah, it has to. There's a lot of same stories around the world. They use different language. I don't know what they would call it. It'd be funny if it was something different. It's probably called something different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have to look it up afterwards. But that makes sense, right? You just find your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. It's easier to build up. It kind of reminds me of like when you get, get a steak and they tell you, you can always cook it more, but it's hard to go back. You can't go back. Okay, you can't go back. <laughs> Unless you get a new steak. It's true, so it's easier to build your way up. So start a little bit lower. What's the next one? Not- nurturing. So we want to nurture the habit. So when you first start, things are very fragile. And we must, like just like a flower or whatever, you need to, you need to care for it so it can blossom. But that's an, an actual thing. You actually do need to, to spend some time and, and nurture that that habit. And then Annabelle's got a really good quote. He's been on the gladiator kick, but this this does apply. I'll let you read it, man. All right. <clears throat> it's a good movie. Top 10 for sure. All right. So there once was a dream that was Rome. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper and it would vanish. Similar to your new habit. It's so fragile. It's so new. You need to really be singularly focused. Care for it. And this, and this brings so many different things into the equation. Like maybe there are people in your life that are like trying to, <laughs> to destroy that habit. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe intentionally. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the part that you need to be aware of as well as this is, as you're nurturing this, like, Oh, maybe I need, it was just going to lead into the next one. Maybe I need to create an optimal environment for that habit to start forming. Yeah. To blossom. So like, maybe you do need to cut out some of the things that are in your pantry or maybe you do need to add things <laughs> into your pantry mm-hmm. or set them aside or whatever you need to do. But you do need to now, after you're starting to nurture it, create this optimal environment for it to be able to grow. Absolutely. Uh, I think one of the things that we, that we, that I was telling you was the whole watering hole. Talk about, talk about that, Cam, a watering hole. So the watering hole, this was by a guy named Alex Ramosi. Um, and he was kind of just saying like, he's bad at starting new habits um, he's also pretty bad at like keeping some of his like habits. So what he was saying in like the last 10 years, the only small habits that he's been able to stick with came from when he modified his environment. So he identified those things as like watering holes. So like he would say like he'd keep something at his desk or at besides his uh, kitchen table or on his bedside or so he was creating the environment for that habit to actually be able to continue so whenever he walked into that watering hole, there was a queue. Oh, there's my, I think he was talking about sunscreen, wasn't he? Or chapstick? That was something. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, something. Whatever it was. So there was like, oh, here's my protein shake. I'll have my protein shake with the milk nuts to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
We can't bring that up again. We're gonna lose it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you <laughs> you want to make it enjoyable because it's really really hard to keep doing something that you don't like. A lot a lot of the things that I've seen Cam seen is you want to combine this. I don't. I hate to say negative, but this new routine with something positive that you enjoy. So maybe that's a, let's say you want to start walking more. Well, if we talked about power walking, you need to start walking. And, and, and it's something you, hey, man, I don't like, I don't like to walk, guys. Well, maybe do it with something you do like. Maybe you like audiobooks. You like podcasts. You like. You know what you should do? You should listen to the Hero's Journey podcast while you go on your walks. Absolutely. I'm creating that habit for you now. <laughs> and on that walk, you're going to tell multiple people about this podcast. So here's a quote that I want to read to you from uh, Katie Milkman, uh, on, uh, author of uh, How to Change. Milkman, wow. <laughs> when, when we pursue our goals in the ways that are fun rather than the ways that feel more efficient, we actually persist longer and we're more likely to succeed. So you're going to stick with it more. Just make, make whatever this new habit is, is enjoy, more enjoyable. Which ties into the next one about finding a tribe or a partner. Ooh. Like when Annabelle and I work out together, it's a lot of fun. Like, we have a good time when we work out. And then, that, but I feel like my numbers jump. It's like I do 10% more when I'm here. Yeah. And, I mean, it could be, you know, like we've, we've had people that have done CrossFit or CrossFit coaches, and maybe that could be your tribe or whatever it might be. The Finding a tribe or and or a partner can make things in that habit more enjoyable. It will make it sick. So it's like, oh, crap. Psychology is like, oh, I see Cam, and it's like, cute. like, hmm, I need to work out. It just become secondhand again you have those different triggers and this is something we've kind of already talked about yeah we kind of talked about consistency is not perfection no what do we mean by that animal so it's not a lot of times we have this boom or bust all or nothing i didn't get it in by a certain time so well time to start next week it's like no 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 no. what what, what are you doing don't do consistency looks very very different it's not about perfection sometimes you have to be okay with good enough maybe your goal is maybe the habit you're trying to do is i don't know five thousand steps and it's towards the end of the day and you're like i didn't get any it's like what's the point of i won't have time to go get five thousand i won't have time okay get a thousand get two thousand and that's so hard and that's so it's psychologically guys it's not easy it's hard for me sometimes to where or there's times where I'm, here's another one. I'm, I'm working out and I know that, man, I got to get, I, I'm doing this workout, but I only have a certain amount of time. And you know what? Sometimes I say, okay, just get halfway through your workout. That's psychologically hard. Yeah. It's just like, well, 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 I, I got I to do the whole thing. It's like, well, something is better than nothing. That's so true. Let's right. see. What else? You got anything else to add, dog, before we go into uh, the milestone reminders? No, so just to kind of quickly recap some of these um, these tips. So we say we've said, you know, believe you can change, motivate, use motivation as a tool, but don't rely on it. Don't go, don't go cold turkey. Outcomes are distractions. Become singularly focused. Make a micro change, and as Annabelle said, a change so small you could scoff at it. The Goldilocks principle, finding something in that sweet spot. Nurture the habit. Don't let it get crushed like Rome. Create an op- create an optimal environment. That's the watering holes principle. Mm-hmm. Make it enjoyable. Find a workout par- partner. Find a try. Or that's yeah. Find a partner. And then consistency is not perfection. 
So those are kind of some of the tips. Yeah, and, and they're all tied together. There really are. Um, there's just different things that we wanted to highlight. And there's way more tips that are out there. How long is this going to take after they start trying to form this habit animal? You know, it, it's there's a lot of debate. And each habit, depending on what you're trying to do, if it's a big, grandiose habit, it may take a little bit longer than others. But here's a good reminder, a good chart to keep. Now, again, it, it may vary depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, I think we've mentioned it before. It's by Dan Gubb. He thinks that it takes about three weeks to start a habit, 60 days to find a groove, six months to lock it in, one year to make it automatic, two years plus to make it a part of your identity. So these are your milestone markers yeah. to kind of keep your eye on. Again, it can vary for you. Don't get lost in the sauce. That's right. It's just going to take time, foster it, make it grow. Yeah. Um, again, like we said, Create a lasting habit. We believe this is the, the this key. is the key. This is the key the to key change. Keystone habit. So it does not. I'm not gonna say it does not matter what exercise routine you pick. Those do matter. Those do matter. But even first, taking a crappy workout routine and making it become a habit and being consistent with it, you'll probably get better results than not. But there's some caveats with like the PT side of me just mm -hmm. jumps to like no, inju no. injury and, you know, overdoing it. Like, so there's some stuff like that that you'll, you would have to be aware of, but you know, it, I guess too, what we kind of talked about is like, don't go, it's better to start smaller and slowly build. A lot of people go too hard, too fast, too soon. Right. But no, I agree. So what we want you to do in this episode is just pick one of those micro changes and either start a habit or modify an old habit or break a bad habit, mm -hmm. knowing what you know from this episode. Yeah, but just be singularly focused. Some, it's very, very small. Very small change, guys. Yeah. And like we said and kind of explained earlier, just remember that you are human and you should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right. See you guys. See ya. See ya.